All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. Of course, I'm your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I'm so excited about this conversation that we have today and the individual that we have in what we call the grind seat today. Um, let me tell you a little bit about uh, my guest. Uh, Dr. Eddie Connor is a best-selling author, international speaker, college professor. And what's fascinating about uh, his story is he's a survivor of stage four cancer. Uh, we definitely are going to have to talk a little bit about that in our conversation today. Uh, Dr. Connor serves as the president of the National Entrepreneurs Association of Michigan. He is a uh, 12-time best-selling uh book author. Dr. Eddie has been featured on BET, Steve Harvey. He has been featured on the Word Network, Huffington Post. I mean, he has been doing his thing. And so we definitely have uh, someone in the grind seat that has really been demonstrating uh, what it is to make impact and make influence uh, out here in these streets, as I would call it. So with all that being said, uh, you know, the, the accolades go on and on, and um, I could read through them all, but I just want to take this time and to welcome uh, Dr. Eddie Connor to Behind the Grind. Welcome. Glad to be with you, brother. Glad <laughs> to be, man. And uh, you're doing great work with your, your podcast and using your voice as choice to, to really empower people locally and globally. So honored to share on your platform. Man, I, I'm really um, honored that you would take the time out today and to share with us. I know your schedule is pretty busy and there's a lot going on and a lot that you're sharing with so many people, but uh, we definitely honor this uh, this moment that, uh, that that you've shared with us to, to just come on and just chop it up and talk a little bit about your grind and uh, some of the things that you got going on. So uh, before we get really started, um, as I, I was mentioning to you before, you know, I live in the A right now, but I'm, I'm from Michigan, spent a lot of time, most of my adult career in the Detroit metro area, but grew up in Flint. So uh, I, I take it that you live actually in the D, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both Michigan men. Yes, Michigan men. <laughs> and uh, you're a Flintstone. I'm a Motown yeah. cat. So, uh, you know, my hometown is Motown, Detroit, Eastside. What up, though? The 313 represent. Yes, what up, though? <laughs> 313. Now, did you pretty much grow up there all your life, or did is that is that your story? or? Born in uh, Detroit, Michigan, but raised for part of my life in uh, Kingston, Jamaica. Oh, interesting. And okay. uh, yeah, 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 man, no problem. <laughs> Real team. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, you know, being able to see the culture of you know of our people yeah. doing things uh, in in empowering other people to overcome obstacles is uh, you know my life's journey, but also uh, doing ministry down there as a kid. Yeah. Uh, my mother. And my father, prior to their divorce, we had myself and my brother there. And I mean, just to see just the, the beauty of people, even though they're in a third world country right. and uh, they're still grateful, even though a lot of times their feet are their shoes, right. you know. And so uh, but they're so blessed uh, despite it. And uh, they despite all the problems they have, what they say, no problem. No problem. <laughs> I don't know if I did that right. but <laughs> that. <laughs> You got it. You that got is it. awesome. And I mean, that's actually, you know, that has its own, um, you know, story behind it. Obviously, you grew up in the D, yeah. so obviously, you know, the streets of the D, per se, and all of that. But then you have this 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 interesting twist of, of, of growing up there in Jamaica. Uh, definitely uh, yeah. it speaks to, you know, probably the things that you've seen and the things that you've experienced throughout your life, which is uh, 
probably adds to the flavor of what you deliver and what you you do um, uh, when you when you're sharing. So uh, bef- what I really want to get into, and this might explain it. You know, I know there's that stereotype there, but I, I wanted to really get behind this grind of you. You know, I, I was sitting here and I was trying to count up your books <laughs> and all the books that you've written, and uh, I think I stopped somewhere around nine or something, I, <laughs> and it just kept going. How many books? Let me just ask you: How many books have you written? Uh, in the words of LeBron James, not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four, not five, not six, <laughs> but no, uh, 12. This is, I, I just wow. came up with my 12th book That's... Uh, just a couple of days ago. And so uh, just uh, by the time they hear it, it would have been just a couple of days ago. But uh just came out just as of March 4th, empowering people to March 4th and uh, build healthy relationships. Man, I live in, you know, we live in a cold, well, you now a little warmer city. <laughs> but but uh, I'm in a cold weather city, man. Ain't nothing to do but, but grind. Right, but grind. But, you know, but, but, Jamaicans have all, all, the, all, the, all the jobs anyway, so. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah, so you, you make good use of your time, you know, in, 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 in the yeah. house. You make good use of your time, and, and, and that makes sense. Man, that's yeah. amazing. I'm like, I was looking at it, I'm like, this, is, this brother's dropping books like mixtapes, you know, back in the day they were <laughs> they would drop mixtapes and you know growing up in flint that's all we saw yeah. cats uh you know uh dropping mixtapes that was what to look forward to but i think what you're doing right now is inspiring another generation right to be authors and to be entrepreneurs and to do things that we just didn't see growing up you know what i mean the things that we saw was just yeah. the only way to really overcome or to really get out as we saw it, was either the factory, right, or, uh, you know, <laughs> write a hot song, yeah, right. you know, for Motown or rapping, per se, right, or play, you know, dribble a yeah. ball and, or play some type of sport. So you're really transforming the mindset of, of our youth today. And so with that being said, mm-hmm. I, I was reading a little bit about uh, your mentorship program. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you've, you've done with that mentorship program? Yeah, I started a... Uh program called Boys to Books, focused on uh, uh, literacy, leadership, and life skills enrichment. Those are three areas. And really wanted to empower and impress upon our brothers the whole aspect of, you know, there's value in books. Yeah. Uh, reading is not just an effeminate thing, yeah. but being able to share and tell your story and how to tran- transform your life literally from boyhood to manhood. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it really hit me near and dear to my heart because I taught school for 12 years. Uh uh, some people say 12 years a slave, but uh, <laughs> I was school for 12 years on the high school sector okay. and then went to the collegiate sector. Okay. And oftentimes when I would see a brother open up a book, his eyes would yeah. close. <laughs> and so then, it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let brothers get the best naps yeah. at that time. And so uh, to be able to to speak life into their life and, and do the mentorship yeah. aspect. You know, I grew up without a father in my life. And oftentimes the question becomes, how do you play a role when you weren't given a right. script? How do you become a man if you don't see one, much less interact with mm-hmm. one? And so uh, to understand that vulnerability and masculinity can coexist in the same okay. space um, and not see it as femininity, but being able to express yourself, being able to talk yeah. about many of the things that us as boys and men deal yeah. with and try to grow yeah. through. Um, did some work on the um, congressional side, worked with former Congressman Hanson Clark. During the President Obama yeah. administration, we were able to pass a resolution, HRS 721, focus on bolstering uh, literacy among black and brown boys in America. Yeah. And uh, coupled that with, uh, which became the impetus for President Obama's My Brother's Keeper initiative. Wow. 
So just 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 you know doing the work, uh, son of the city of, yeah. of the D, and and just really trying to empower our people as best way, shape, or form as we know man, how. Man, you're representing the city well. Yeah. I, I must admit, and, and so kudos to you, man, for just doing that. You know, uh, and again, I, the impression that you're you're probably leaving on the next generation, especially you know, giving them a new uh, way to look at things and a way to to do things. Is definitely something that needs to be done, and, and you're doing it. You're part of part of the solution, I should say, uh, in these these streets. I appreciate it. <laughs> and we got we got to we got to do that. You know, when the, when the school to prison yeah. pipeline, preschool to prison pipeline, still needs to be disrupted when they're building prisons based on second, third grade reading scores. As as uh, Dr. Jawanza Kanjufu talks about the conspiracy to destroy black mm. boys. You know, I think we we've we've got to. Uh, really see as we've seen even with COVID-19 right. and, and how virtual teaching has shifted. And now the parents more than ever before got to be the teachers. For real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one room schoolhouse. Yeah. We literally back yeah. to that. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think is very, very vital and important yeah. uh, to the, the growth and the maturation development of our brothers becoming uh, scholars, leaders, husbands and fathers in our communities. Yeah. Definitely the thing to do. Now, um, shifting a little bit too, um, I, you know, I read in your story as well. Um, you you overcame some challenges um, early on, yeah. um, and I think that is, you know, I'm just I was I was, you know, I've been following you for a while and and, and so forth and, and been and paying attention. But I guess you've been doing so much, I didn't realize that this was a part of your journey. Uh, can you talk about, you know, um, being, you know, overcoming uh, cancer, right? How, how, uh, that that process yeah, yeah. and and what that was like. Absolutely. You know, 2021 marks 21 years being cancer free for me. Praise God. Um, you know, nothing, nothing but the grace mm. of God uh, to where I don't look like what I've been through. And I've learned, you know, through chemotherapy and radiation and hair loss. Mm. My own father not visiting me one day in the hospital and people you thought would be for you or praying for mm. you. In many cases, praying on mm. you, you know, that your test of testimony, your misery is ministry, your message, message, your stumbling block is a stepping stone. God uses your setback as a setup for you for your greatest comeback. He uses your tragedy, your strategy, you know, to move your life to the next level. And um, is, if we had the movie The Color Purple Plan, I know coming to America just <laughs> yeah. came out, but we had the color purple plan. I I tell you, like Sophia, all my life I had all to fight. <laughs> so well, you definitely <laughs> all my life, been grinding all my life. Uh and, and behind the grind. That's that's really yeah. uh having to grapple. Yeah. Uh, people see the sort of quote unquote glory, but yeah. uh, there's there's a story and really the glory belongs to God to be able to overcome that and find the canon cancer. Yeah. You know, Psalm 18, 17 says you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And so to be able to to move to the next level due to praying mama yeah. and uh, just the, the tenacity on the inside to say, I'm not going to give up. A knockdown is not a knockout unless you stay down to overcome those obstacles and and still be told at the age of 17, I'd never go to college. Uh, don't even think about community college, pick up a trade with my guidance counselor said, never gave me no guidance nor counseling uh, because she knew my favorite two classes in school were gym and lunch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to chase the girls in gym and then sit down and eat with them at lunch. But uh, the cancer was not the last yeah. fight. And I said, I'm going to fight to get to, co to college. I'm going to fight to get my, my yeah. degree. And uh, same person who told me I'd never go to college. I had to show up to my graduation from Look college. God, man. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a blessing to to be able to overcome obstacles and 
and say, hey, man, you know, if I can do it, anybody yeah. can. So if, if you don't yeah. mind me asking a little bit more about that, what was like, you know, I know, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, have this situation per se, but you've, you've kind of taken that and embracing it and you've t- turned it into your story. Was there some type of mentor yeah. in your life at that time? What helped, helped transform you? Uh, you know, I know you mentioned prayer and, and so forth, yeah. but what helped transform yeah. your mind at that time? Yeah, you know, uh, my mother did as, as best as she possibly could for me. She was coming home during her lunch break after mm-hmm. teaching, um, during uh, as a special ed, mm-hmm. a special ed teacher, and and helping me and say, "Hey, you're gonna take off the pity party okay. hat and keep on okay. moving and and overcome obstacles." But my grandfather, God rest his soul, told me, you know, a knockdown is is not a knockout unless you stay down. He also told me. Um, you don't have to tell anybody how good you are. If you're good at what you do, they'll tell ah, you. That's good. Um, and, and and certain guardian angels were, were sent into my life. I remember I had a homebound teacher uh, at that time. I was not able to go to school my sophomore year. And okay. uh, she came and she would come to the house and give me the work and just kind of help me. And I'm feeling nauseous, you know, hair that fell out of my head and, and, and all type of stuff. And she was just helping me to overcome and, and just give me some encouragement and do a couple of assignments. And her husband took a, uh, a liking to me and just um, kind of just brought me under his wing. And, and these were folks who didn't look like wow. me, <laughs> white okay. people. Okay. Who, uh, and I had no, I was in many cases going to a school that I, first time I ever been around folks who didn't really look like me. So it was culture Come shock. <laughs> and for, you know, this white man to kind of take a liking yeah. to me. Took me to my first baseball game, Detroit Tigers game, and and you know it it really helped me to dispel, you know, some of the uh, racial mm-hmm. um, ineptitude and animosity, oftentimes that uh, we are stereotyped exactly. by and how we think people see us. Uh, but he really helped me at that time in my life, and was a uh, somewhat of a surrogate mentor, much less father figure, Man. and. Listen, I, no way in the world would I have been his son. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. He he and his wife were not able to have children at that time. Mm. And uh, he had no children of his own, not even a son. But you knew he wanted one because mm. uh, baseball was his thing. And, and he just, you know, took me under his wing. And I think uh, between my grandfather, my mother, my homebound teacher and her husband, I think that was enough to to keep on moving on. There were at least four people who wanted to yeah. see me alive, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so I think it's it's the love of them that made me want to fight. Man, that's that's a, that, I mean that's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought yeah. that out. I mean, just even you just telling that story. I, you know, the the the, the gentleman mm-hmm. or the angel, I should call him, right? Uh, that stepped yeah, in yeah, and, yeah. and was yeah. like that surrogate at that moment. Um, it, you know, it did something for. It sounds like it did something for him as well to 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 see you and to yeah. to, to to do something for you and and to take you to the baseball games. It sounds mm-hmm. like it even blessed his life. And so that's a message in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, of of you yeah. know what we can do and what we can do when we're giving back. Um, so yeah. with, with that being, and I got even yeah. say I got even say because you know is is actually kind of. Interesting as well. My even even my principal in the high school at that time, Mr. Ivory, okay. uh, took a, a interest. Yeah. I mean, he would make sure that everything was all right for me. And most most of the time, a principal is not going. Right. They don't go that. Try to take care of. <laughs> they ain't not gonna go that far. When you got another five hundred kids under his belt, maybe a teacher, with. but a principal. But to, uh, right, principal? No, 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 not at all. No. So uh, 
you know, that speaks to the principles in many cases that he had internally yeah. for the love for his students. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, God sends certain people in your life during when you need it most. Yeah. So with that, with that being said, now again, we're going to get back to all of this, you know, like I read off all your, all the things that you've accomplished and all the things that you've done. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, when you read someone's, uh, the things that they have accomplished, a lot of it's things that they've done in the past, but it sounds like a lot of the stuff you're still currently doing, right? You're doing it all and you're balancing it all. And they're not just one track, right? You know, you're, you know, you're, you're ministering, you are, uh, you're in some cases writing books, you're doing all of these different things. And so what is that about? I mean, no, you know, it's not like you're pinned in one box. What is that that it keeps you from mm-hmm. being uh, just nailed to one thing that you can do? You know, um, I, I think it is just the whole aspect of uh, I got another chance mm. and I understand how life in many cases can be a vapor. Mm. Uh, you know, um, just the whole aspect of being the underdog in many cases i was never the the most likely to succeed least likely to succeed so to speak mm-hmm. uh, people didn't think i was going to even overcome cancer much less do what i'm doing now i didn't even think i'd be able to do what i'm doing now um i, I saw the rapper uh, uh ludicrous on social media yeah. flying you a plane breaking yeah. <laughs> all kind of stereotypes <laughs> there right breaking <laughs> uh, all kind of stereotypes this brother's a rapper <laughs> but he up in the air fly the plane and I said the other day, I said, isn't it ludicrous <laughs> for people to think you can only do one thing? <laughs> well, wow. yes. I am not. Uh, you Listen, uh, when, when you're dead, they're going to put you in the box. But while you're alive, you got to think outside oh, of the box. You got to break the box. I heard T.D. Jake said, if you think I'm only just going to be a preacher, I'm going to strain your vision of who I am. I'm, I'm going to be a filmmaker. Yeah. I'm going to be a producer. Yeah. I'm going to be an author. <laughs> I'm going to be a businessman. I'm going to do all those things because uh, none of us are one-dimensional. We're multi-talented. Yeah. We're multi-dimensional. Yeah. And uh, we ref- I think we've got to get to a place in time right now where you refuse to bury your mm-hmm. talent. Uh, some of us have more than just one talent. We got five, seven, ten. No need for us to bury it. Multiply it and don't let it atrophy. And so uh, I- I'm driven to keep doing more and, and raising the bar. And breaking every glass. Man, that is your grind, right? So that's yeah. that's that's the talk yeah, we that's talk the, that's here, the, right? <laughs> that's behind, that's the, behind grind. the grind. That's what's fueling the grind. This that's is right. good. This is good. That's true. So let's let's yeah. let's dig into uh, you, you know you we talked about all these books before, and so now we're we're coming yeah. to you just uh, laid out another book, man, <laughs> just like that, right? Yeah. You just yeah. put out another book. Let's <laughs> hear about this book, and um, you know, of course, I got some questions, but let's hear a little bit about yeah. uh, this new book that you just launched. Was it yesterday or or two days ago? Or yeah, just dropped just dropped nice. yesterday, March the fourth. So it's just it's just a newborn yeah. baby, <laughs> and yeah. uh, extra extra read all about his relationship yeah. rules, um, how to win at love leadership. And leveraging your purpose. And I, I think where we are right now in our world, relationships are really at a tailspin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really tough while we're in a pandemic, but even trying to find your purpose oh, yeah. partner uh, in it. And then also trying to build healthy relationships, but also purposeful partnerships. Yeah. And this is, goes beyond just um, the romantic companionship so, aspect. This me, is with your Let co-worker. me clarify that. Yeah. Cause you know, sometimes when you just hear that yeah. word relationships, you know, our mind just goes right to, you know, you know, the hu- yeah. you know, the husband wife type of thing. So is this book 
helping yeah. beyond just the, the the marriage, or or is it? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, it goes beyond just okay. that. You know, uh, it's just the whole aspect of just coexisting yeah. uh, with each other. And I think you know, as I write in the book, relationships really is the most important issue. What we're dealing with right now in society, whether it's voting, whether it's dating, whether it's working. Mm whether that's being married or marrying someone, I think it boils down to trust and communication. Mm, that's true. And so um, really finding wholeness, you know, if you think about the whole aspect of companionship, finding wholeness in your singleness, finding a success in yeah. your singleness, or just coming from the whole aspect of just healing from broken places and finding wisdom from your yeah. wounds is really what I want to unveil to this. And, and focusing on those three areas, love, leadership, leveraging your purpose, and uh, tapping into the gift and the talent and skill that we have with yeah. it. Well, so let's talk a little bit, and you may yeah. share this in your book, but, you know, in this day and time, you know, obviously, you know, as we're connecting right now, it's virtual. So how does how does mm-hmm. relationships work now in this virtual world, and, and how do we cultivate these relationships? Because, I mean, even as we open back up, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to, People who hadn't been using technology in the past are going to start using fa- FaceTime more and using different devices a lot more right. than they did before because they're introduced to it. So how does relationships look now oh, going forward? Yeah, I think, uh, right. Yeah, I think uh, relationships are, um, I, I saw something the other day that said, you know, why would, if I, if you see me call you, why hit uh deny and text me what you want. <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> I think uh, COVID-19 has further uh, uh, paralyzed relationships to a certain degree to where we, a lot of people don't want to be on the phone. Yeah. They just want to text. They just want to send emojis. You could have sent that in a text. Uh, you you could have sent that, right? Yes. <laughs> you could have sent that in a text. Uh, I think it COVID-19 has taught us to a certain degree. Can you touch somebody without touching somebody? You know, can you be there without being there? Can you literally touch somebody's heart without using your hands? Um, and, and I think it, it has gotten to the place and the point of really now trying to build relationships with a real foundational element beyond just going out to yeah. eat. Beyond you know that, just uh, you know getting that's somebody's messing us up in the church, done. man. We need to go out to eat after <laughs> Sunday service, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have fellowship. Gotta, I'm telling you, <laughs> right? You 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 better get a reservation now. It's forty percent occupancy, unless you live in Atlanta, well, Florida. Well, right. <laughs> it's a different Texas. situation. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's uh, gotten us to a place to say. Wow, everything that I thought was essential is really non-essential. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, if you think about it, many of our relationships were just transactional. Mm-hmm. Is what I could get from mm-hmm. it. Versus uh, coming to a relationship, companionship or otherwise, mm-hmm. not as a customer, but as a waiter mm-hmm. or a waitress. I like. What can I, I like. do to serve? Yeah. <laughs> not, not to be selfish, yeah. but to be selfless. Oh, wow. And so I, I think that's uh, really what COVID-19 has exposed yeah. to us. Many of the relationships were just transactional. It what was cloud-based. You, you scratch my back. Yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> right, right. It was, it was all of that, but it never really had any substantive foundation there that was able to stand the storm and the rain. Mm. You know, it, it, it is a uh, COVID was a crucifixion mm. moment. 
because now all you you had 12 folks with you. <laughs> now you're looking at one of them was going to betray you. <laughs> and now all you got is two or three. But one of them is going to act as if they don't know you no way. So wow. really, all you got is wow. you wow. and God. Wow. So COVID was a crucifixion yeah. moment. And we ain't even at Easter yeah. yet. It's Resurrection <laughs> Sunday. So that's deep, man. Man, that's deep. I like yeah, how I yeah, like how you pull that really, together. Uh, expose yeah, because <laughs> it it you you're true. It's true what yeah. you what you're saying. It is so yeah. true. I mean, COVID has definitely exposed everything. It has pulled down as you yeah. just described. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, you you fool around with the people you want to fool around with. Now, it's not like you say transactionally. Yeah. You don't have time for all of that. It's it's, it's just really dealing mm-hmm. with the the people that's most important. And then you start reevaluating what's most important, right? And and, and, and yeah. in your life. Right. As well. Yeah. And who's important. So this is good. This mm-hmm. is good. So uh, yeah, with relationships, and you were, you also mentioned something about relationships when it comes to leadership. What? How does that how does that sound? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you can be a, a leader if you walk and nobody's behind mm-hmm. you. It's it's leaders beget leaders. Okay. You know, leaders really birth other leaders, leaders influence. And I think uh, the whole aspect of what real leadership is, is not about how many followers you have. It's about how many leaders you create. It's about the way that you're able to influence people to become better. And I think it comes from that whole aspect of servant leadership. Uh, it's not what you're doing for me. Uh, it's, it's really what I can do for you. You know, as Zig Ziglar said, if you help people get what they right. want, you'll get what you right. want. And so being able to influence people to move forward, to overcome obstacles. And I think it brings it to a place of transparency and authenticity, yeah. which I think another thing is another layer yeah. that uh, COVID-19 has, <laughs> has, has revealed, not, not trying to sell it, but to storytelling yeah. is where it is that uh, I think real leadership is. You can, you can learn by the mistakes that I've made. You know, life teaches you in two ways, mistakes and mentors. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man, this is good. I, I can't wait to uh, really dig into it. I, I've, obviously, it's fresh off the press, so you know it's gonna take a minute to get through <laughs> it. But man, so far, just you know, your writing style is actually yeah. really good as well. So man, just keep keep doing what you're doing. It, it, it's, it's you know for for us guys in in the, in the streets, right? <laughs> we can we can relate to some of the things that you're sharing from the streets to the suites, brother. <laughs> there you yes, go, sir. right? It, it allows us to relate. So man, good uh, good writing. Um, so. Um, as we as we dig into uh, you know the the church, you know I, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about yeah. how things are going to go with the church, and I, and I know you don't have a crystal ball, and nobody's asking you to. But as as things are shifting and things are changing, uh, where do you see uh, the church headed to? You know, as we're uh, you know getting yeah. out of this COVID thing, is it going to be the same as it used to be, uh, or is it? Are you going to see some shifts? What do you think? Um. Time magazine has a has a new uh, has a new uh, edition out, and it said uh, life will not be what we were used okay. to. Um, basically, normal is not behind us; normal is ahead okay. of us. According to the New York Times, thirty three percent of churches, uh, due to COVID nineteen, will either have to close mm. or will have to merge. Wow. Um, Four hundred forty thousand. Um, black people have already uh, shut their doors as of April of 2020, yeah. according to um, 
to black enterprise. Forty percent of black businesses have have gone out of circuit. When you think about uh, many of the prognosticators of of uh, religious thought, mm-hmm. uh, based upon what I have read, they said the mega the new mega church will be the micro church. Okay. That uh, no longer will members be trying to flock to any type of locale that is more than 200 to 300 members. Um, so, so, so literally the potter's house mm. <laughs> has now been back to the house, mm. right? Uh, you think about Acts chapter 2020 is, and it's interesting. We went through this in 2020, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Paul said, <laughs> I've left nothing that was profitable for you, but I've taught you and from house to house. Isn't it interesting? We were confined to the house. The New Testament church didn't begin in a uh, a synagogue, in a, a sepulchre, in a great celestial uh, establishment and sanctuary. It began literally from house to house. And I think that's really what we are back to uh, I, after the song and the dance and the shout and the three, uh, you know, three uh, chord uh, <laughs> anthem and the uh, the, the, the eight octave right. hoop and, uh, you know, spin around yeah. three times and high five your neighbor. I think we're back to a, a whole aspect of where is the authenticity mm. of the word? Notice mm. this. The most uh, celebrated person now uh, outside of the preacher uh, in the church is not the organist, is not the choir. It is your your. Your cameraman. You're right. <laughs> it's your digital. <laughs> you are so right. It's your you digital so design right. guy or girl. They have come from the back they're, to the isn't front. It, they're more important than your organist. <laughs> you. And they was always in the back. Oh, they have been That's anointed for a person time outside the preacher. Is this man? You are so right. I'm man, I, I will say this. I'm telling you because we. Don't, I will say this. Technology, yeah. even now, man, you you appreciate it now when you're trying to do this stuff on. Yeah. You know, technology. You see the yeah. value. Before, you didn't have a clue what people were doing yeah. and, and piecing things together and you, doing. You this didn't. is amazing. But I'm sorry, you, you, you didn't. We, no, 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 no. <laughs> you you're right. I mean, the the people, the last shall be yeah. first in this wow. aspect because we've gone now from from footprints to fingertips. <laughs> We've gone now from from brick and mortar to click and order. And so I think where the the whole aspect of the church is, you're going to see some people who want to come back. You're also going to see those who say, I'm not stepping into the building. But then you're going to have some individuals (laughs) because it takes 21 days to form a habit. And we've been quarantined more than 21 days who are saying, I don't need to step into Mm -hmm. a building. I know how to cook pancakes (laughs) and praise in pajamas. (laughs) Man, <laughs> and, and I'm used to this lifestyle to where I can get the word. I can attend ten services on a Sunday, <laughs> all in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> all, all in my pajamas. That is so right. And uh, I can still give my tithe and be an e member, <laughs> literally uh, through a cash app, that is so through a digital true. download, whatever the case may be. And so, so uh, I think we're going to see those three types okay. of. Of entities um, where we are, but you know, Jesus did say, "Greater works than these shall ye yeah. do." I think He knew we'd go virtual yeah. too. <laughs> Brother, you, <laughs> you know you, you're I'm a wordsmith, man. I got to give it to you, man. This man, God has definitely graced you with that, brother. <laughs> yeah, man, God is good, man. It's it's just uh, kind of a way I think, but 
I think when you're you're synchronizing it yeah. all, this is where we are, and um, you know we're we're not going to go backward. This is yeah. where we're here, and I think it's going to be even a hybrid of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's going to be a hybrid definitely. of it as well, the virtual and the physical. Man, well, this this yeah. is good, man. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, like I said, I you know I appreciate you taking your time, taking the time today, and just oh, yeah. uh, talking to us. You know, you know, I'm like I said, I'm excited to hear about your you know this new book, and excited to get my hands in it and get in it and dig in it and really read what you've got there. Um, but before we, we get out of here, you know, um, now that since we, we've covered the ground of uh, Flint and Detroit, uh, I don't know if you've had a Flint Coney, but uh, would you choose a Flint Coney? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how good though. Listen, I'll bring you a Detroit Coney. Them. They can't compare to the Flint Coney. So oh, really what I was trying to do was trying to introduce okay. to you the Flint Coney while we had this moment. Look at how I did that. <laughs> Normally I try to do a, a you know, a either or, and I know you didn't really know much about the Flint Coney, but I figured I'd just introduce that to you. So if you've ever uh, get a chance to go up I-75, uh, make sure you grab you a Flint Coney on the way there. <laughs> Man, it sounds like it might be worth the drive. Straight off rip. <laughs> straight so, off jump. But yeah, man, this, converse, yeah, this conversation definitely, I was, you know, definitely anticipating this conversation. It definitely was a great conversation. Some things that we wanted to hit on, touch on. And, and, and man, you summed it up real Real compact and nice, man. You really give it, gave it to us. I, I would expect you to go all around the fence when it came to the church, but you, you, you kind of put it right there. It sounds no, like you thought about let's it. Let's hit it right there. It is, man. So, listen, I, listen. I'm so used to being in the in the in the sanctuary, man, and try to now go into yeah. the, the cyber yeah. sanctuary. It's been totally different. Yeah, how is so, that for you? You know, uh, you know, you on the other end, and I, I know yeah. you, you sound like you might rock the mic a little bit. So, how, how's how's it been for you? Yeah, I got. <laughs> I tried to, mm, I tried to tune it up just a little bit. But see, you know what? Preaching has shifted yes, now. Yes. It shifted yeah. from just the who, yeah. because I think there's a generation who doesn't understand That's the, true. you know, the C.L. Franklins and the, you know, all the way up to uh, where we are That's now. I, I think uh, where it has shifted is preaching has become more conversational. Yeah. It's become more teaching mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. and uh, almost even professorial mm-hmm. <laughs> to a certain yeah. degree you know people really want some itemized blueprints of how it is that i can make the word active in yes. my life so you know um you know i i think it, it want revelatory examples in that whole aspect so it's moved from the the celebratory yeah. aspect of presentation yeah. style to now yeah. transformative yeah. teaching that's good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. So, yeah. of course, you know, of course, those of who are listening, how can they f- follow you if they have not? I'm sure most of uh, people who have who are listening today may have already been following you. But if if by chance someone isn't following you, how can they go about <laughs> following you? How can they go about uh, getting a hold of that book and just learn a little bit more about the, the things that you got going on? Well, you sound like you did an invitation, man. So the doors of the digital doors. Give me down pat, The digital doors are open. <laughs> Will there be one? Uh, no, man. It's, it's, it's been an absolute honor to share on your show, yeah. man. And you got the, you know, you got the S on your chest twice, man. Sherrod Shuler. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> being the Superman that you are, man. So it's great to be able to share with you. 
Uh, I'll say this, you know, uh, you can just connect with me. I'd like to say that the revolution not only be televised, it'll be digitized. So go to uh, my website, DrEddieAcademy.com. We have a relationship academy there focused on those three areas of love, leadership, leveraging your purpose, uh, where you can really be impacted as we do our virtual workshops and our master classes and our seminars, literally all from the comfort of your home via computer or phone. Then, of course, my book, Relationship Rules, is out. You go to DrEddieAcademy.com slash book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble as uh, in three ways, as an ebook, as an audio book, oh, wow. even as a physical wow. copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then, of course, connect with me, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Eddie Connor, J-R, E-D-D-I-E-C-O-N-N-O-R-J-R. All right, yes, man. Sir. It's been good today, man. And so I hope those of you who are watching and those of you who are listening, I hope you really enjoy. Well, I know you enjoyed this conversation. It's some good conversation that we must must have, right? Relationships and, and talking church and all that yeah. good stuff <laughs> today. So um, yes, until sir. the next time, I am your host, Sherrod. This is Behind the Mic.